Welcome to the Winners Get Waffles podcast with Brandon Buckner, Zach Leonard, and Matt Heron. Let's get going. Hey everybody, welcome to Winners Get Waffles. I hope everybody's doing well, staying safe, staying healthy, no matter how you're listening, whether that's on YouTube, SoundCloud, or iTunes, we appreciate you, and we're always welcoming the feedback. I'm joined by Matt Heron and Zach Leonard, as always. How are you guys doing? Life is good, man. Doing good, buddy. Just uh, happy to be talking with you guys. Um, I was going to bring something up today. I was thinking about uh, a little bit since we've been sitting at home. Um as a team, like we're building, we're building a team here. What is the most important thing that you portray to your kids? What, what core value do you want to instill in your team as you go throughout a season? You know, that's, uh, that's interesting. You brought it up because, you know, obviously with not being able to go out and not being able to be around our kids, it's been nice to kind of catch up with some of them, um, see how they're doing, see how their family's doing. Um, and, and actually a bunch of our kids are, are kind of telling, uh, oh, it's good. You know, um, I've been reading about this or I've been watching a lot of this. And I was actually um, really happy with how some of them are on their own. Yeah, they're working out, but they're also watching film. They're trying to, um, you know, they miss football so much that they're trying to learn new things. And, and I think when it comes down to it, definitely as a human, but in a team aspect or in an organization, um, willingness to learn and, and willingness to get better at something is is definitely up there, maybe the most important thing. Um, you know, I'm a big guy on preparation and, and being able to get the smartest football players possible. So, you know, with how long the off season is, it, it's an awesome opportunity to, you know, have whiteboard time or, or when you're casually talking to a kid, you know, you ask them maybe certain questions that get them to think or learn about, you know, oh, what's your favorite thing we do offensively or what's your favorite pass concept we do offensively? And, you know, maybe if they don't know how to answer the question or whatever that the root of that might be because they don't know enough about concepts or why we call certain things. So I think it's a really good opportunity um, for them to improve as a player and, and coaches to improve at coaching and, and maybe, oh, well, shoot, maybe they don't understand it because I haven't done a good job explaining it or making them realize the importance of understanding it. Yeah, I, I really like that. So if I'm hearing you right, you know, your, your big thing is kind of trying to develop lifetime learners like people who who want to learn forever that's including football but that's obviously including outside of football as well so you kind of touched on it a little bit but how do you think we should instill that um so i think we all do a good job at you know on our staff of constantly communicating with the kids you know we go to their basketball games um or, or you know we ask them how tracks going and stuff like that but when you're catching up, you know, I, I think it's important to, you know, at the end of the day, you you are his football coach or whatever, and, and we want the best humans and we want the best football players possible. 
um, to just maybe ask them, you know, have you been reading anything about football or, you know, asking them random questions like, what was your favorite thing we did this year? Or what was your favorite play? And depending on their answer, you know, just go from there. Like, oh, well, do you know why it was so good? Or do you know why we called that in that situation? And maybe they know, maybe they don't. Um, and uh, so from there, you know, I know from my personal experience as, as a play caller and my limited experiences, um, it, it's funny, we could be gashing a team by six, seven yards and, and one of our, you know, we might call a play three times in a row and one of the kids could be like, oh, we're running this play again. And sometimes I take that personally, like, yes, we're running it again because we get seven yards every time. Like, do you not understand why we're not doing it? Uh, so just little things like that. Um, I think that can go anywhere from in the off season to if you want a quarterback to get smarter at, you know, what concepts he's comfortable with and what concepts he really likes to, you know, all the way in season we've talked about before. I really like on a Monday or at the beginning of practice when uh, you slow things down and you align to certain formations and not necessarily run plays, just, okay, if they're in three by one, you know, what's our coverage check? You know, what do we got to think about if, three runs a bubble and, and two does this or that, you know, just get them mentally prepared. And Ooh, I'm going to throw jump in here. You're talking about defense right there. I know. I know. Whoa. I, I think, I, I don't know if that's ever happened before. <laughs> I know. Our, asking the kids what happens on our bubble play. We, sometimes they don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe mid season. What do we do if we run bubble? <laughs> Hey, Matt, why don't you jump in here? How do you think we can kind of instill that willingness to learn, to get better, and that, you know, you want kids to want to soak that kind of stuff up? What do you think? I, I think, like, that is a vital portion of it and, and probably something that I would consider. But as a coach, the thing I want to instill in the kids is probably, like, tempo. Let's get on the freaking ball. Let's run our play. Yeah, we screwed it up. Yeah, we had a great play. Doesn't matter. Get better. Let's go to the next play. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I feel like we have such a good relationship with our kids that we're having a dissertation on the step that they took wrong right there instead of let's get a rep. Let's let, instead of taking two or three minutes to break down what they did average on that play and what happened, let's watch it on film, talk to them about it in a film session and get away from wasting practice time. I, I think practice time is valuable, man. You only get so much of it. And if we're spending, if we can only run five plays in a 10 minute period, we're screwed. You know what I mean? We're not going to get anything done for the week. So I think to an extent you have that willingness to learn, but if you have that willingness to learn off the field is almost better than on the field. Cause on the field, let's get to it. Stuff's going to go wrong. They're going to make a play. Like let's move on and figure what can we do the next play like move forward we'll, we'll fix it in a second but move yeah. forward i think with the replay system in the game that's helped even more it's like oh i screwed that one up oh well we'll look at it on replay we'll see what's going what's going wrong like i think sometimes when we we're sitting there going oh well you took half a step and your hips weren't at the right angle and let's fix that on film let's get going you know what i mean like as yeah. many reps we're going to be a better team if we get more reps, in my opinion. 
I, uh, I'm kind of with you and kind of not. I think I almost think this is something I've been thinking about over the offseason is, you know, it'd be nice to have a period where the kids are kind of on their own, kind of like a game like period where nobody's telling them anything. You know, I don't know if that happens later in the week or what, where they have to kind of correct themselves because that's the game. Right. You know, we, we're not on the field. I try my best when I was on the sideline to yell and stuff like that. Kids don't know what you're saying a lot of times, right? But on the flip side of that is, you know, if it's not a period like that, I think you should be able to communicate quickly what needs to be fixed. You know what I mean? Like you you mentioned giving a dissertation. If you're doing that, you're you're doing it wrong. You know what I mean? If that's how you're coaching it up, that's not the right thing to do it. But I hate to watch bad reps over and over again. You know what I mean? I'd rather at least have – I think that's on the coaches, though. We got to have our verbiage very clear so we can say, boom. And now all of a sudden they know what needs to be fixed and they can fix it. And you I think that, that goes, you got it. You got one sentence or less to fix it. You got yeah. one sentence to fix it. And the kids don't ask a question. Don't turn around. Don't make an excuse. Listen to your coach. Try to fix it. If you keep making that same mistake, maybe you're growing a little bit. Maybe we put somebody else in there and you can see on film what it's supposed to look like. And that's what I was going to say is, you know, treat it like a game situation. If somebody's making a big time mistake in a game, I throw a sub in there. That's good for the sub in practice because he gets used to being ready in a in a weird situation like that. The, the kid gets used to trying to learn on the sideline quick and getting back in the game and you're not wasting everybody else's rep. I think that's a really good point. Um, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, um, no doubt. I, I I think both of those, you know, the core value I talked about and the core value Matt talked about are uh, linked because obviously the deeper understanding a kid has of what we do, why we do, um, can obviously get them more comfortable and that could potentially lead to more reps and being more efficient. Um, so I think that's really, really good stuff, Matt. Uh, Coach Leonard, what about you? How do you feel about all this? Well, I kind of want to jump back to yours, Coach Buckner, for a second. And I think one thing I think is the most important on instilling that type of mindset in our kids is showing them that we have that type of mindset, you know, that we're trying to learn, that we want to invest in bettering ourselves and learning more about, you know, about the game, about uh, strength and conditioning, about whatever, you know, when we show them that hey, we don't have all the answers either. We're searching. We're trying to get better. We we have an open mind. And I, I think that kind of will kind of fall down to those guys too. You know what I mean? I think that's a pretty cool idea because I don't know how many times – I think like once or twice at practice, I'm like, man, I don't know the answer to that. I'll look it up and we'll figure it out, but let, let's roll with it. Like let's go with what we got right now, and, and if it's the wrong way – we have to admit our mistakes and be like, guys, we wasted an entire indie period. It's on me. I taught it wrong. Let's fix it. You know, instead of just going the whole season and saying, trudging through, uh, I never made a mistake. Bull crap. We're human. We're, I yeah. mean, we're learning as we do. I, I like that you brought that up because I think of it as a great opportunity to model that behavior to the kids, you know? All right. I made a mistake. I'm going to own up to it. I'm going to try to fix it. I'm going to, take coaching from wherever I need to. And I'm modeling that. So when my kids make mistakes, which they will, they respond the right way too. You know, it's almost, everything's just about an opportunity. You know what I mean? I will, uh, I will jump into mine. I think, I think a big one for me, and I feel bad because y'all are kind of going deeper than I am, but I think competition's a huge one, you know? And, and I think 
whatever you got to do to instill that competitive mindset. But for me, I feel like you have to have your kids looking at competition the right way. You know, I think I think in this world right now, a lot of people look at competition as competition's a chance for me to win, a chance for me to show off, a chance for me to prove I'm the best. And that's not what competition is to me. And I think when you have that mindset, now who do you want to go against? You want to go against people you can for sure beat because it's about proving yourself. You don't want to look bad. You know what I mean? Instead, for me, competition's about getting better. So I want to instill in our kids that, you know, they need to go against the best guys they can every day in practice so they can each get better and better. How do you guys think we could uh, instill that into our kids? Not just during football season, you know, and and I think we do a good job of that. Um, you know, we encourage them to play other sports. So obviously that's competition right there against um, other teams. And, you know, I think we do a good job of when we're catching up, asking them how the season's going, you know, how you're feeling about this opponent, you know, depending on how their practices and stuff are formatted, you know, we, you know, you can throw out uh, suggestions like, well, at track practice, are you running with this guy who's going to run college track or whatever? Or, you know, I know you want to be a great jumper. Why don't you hang around this guy and, and try to out jump him every day at practice, you know? And then obviously in the off season, um, in the summer or whatever, while we're trying to develop the best football players, we can, I think it's a great opportunity to, you know, have competitions, maybe not even, you know, not football related. Like you can break up the monotony through things. You know, I know we've done like tug of war or kickball or whatever. You can use it as a reward and just as a teaching tool to um, try to divide up the kids in the most competitive atmosphere and, you know, have some sort of prize. Yeah. I like that a lot. We've, I mean, we did all sorts of things. Remember we did, uh, home run competition. We treated, did like a track meet and stuff like that. We were all separated in the teams. That that's was really cool stuff. I think it does build the excitement of the off season, makes kids a little bit more, more competitive in that way. What do you think, Matt? I was going to say, I mean, the off season stuff that we do, sometimes I feel like it reveals character more than builds character. Um, like with the home run derby and stuff, you're going to find out in, in, in a kickball game, if you're having a tournament and there's competition, you're going to find out, who just wants to win or who wants to do the right things that it's going to take to be a good teammate down the road um, to help you win. Sometimes being overly competitive is going to be a detriment to your team. I think that's why we've, what we've done in the past is character class, man, you show up and, and you got to learn what it's like. Some, sometimes our kids show up and they don't know how to act. And I don't mean that is a slight to any of the kids. They've just, They've acted the same way they've always acted. They've acted the same way in front of their teachers as they do in front of their parents. And you can't, I think you really need to sit down with your kids and in a classroom setting and go, this is how you're supposed to act. This is how you're supposed to do things. And we can say all we want, oh, be more competitive, do this and stuff. But let's go all the way back to the basics. How do you act? How do you act when you're coaching? Okay. If you're tucking your head and and you're just mad and you're tuning everything out because you're not listening to anybody because you're competitive, that's not the right way to go about it. So we want you to be competitive, but in the atmosphere of our team. So I think going all the way back to that and teaching the kids 
this is what's important. This is how we work in our system. This is the value of it. And then transferring that throughout the summer in all our competitions, let them have the opportunity to work on it in a low stress atmosphere and still work your way up. And then hopefully by the season, we're getting competitive and maybe in practice, we're throwing 13 kids on the defense when we're running Timo, you know, maybe we're playing with uh, kids. We're telling the defense to play before the play. Uh, having an adversity period, things like that um, can make us better. Yeah, I, I want to I kind of disagree with one part about how competition or competitiveness is the bad part. I think it's it goes back to what I said earlier is how the kids look at competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't think competition's ever going to be bad. I think what you're trying to get out of it can make it bad. You know, just another point for that, like, if to you competition is about winning at all costs, that's how you get people who cheat. That's how you get people who are arrogant. That's how you get all those things. If competition goes back to even on game day, we're trying to be the best football team we can be and get better and better and better. If that's what competition means to you, I feel like you're acting the right way. But I think that goes right with what you're saying about teaching them, you know, teach them what competition should mean. Teach them what being competitive really is. You know what I mean? And I completely agree with what you're saying. I just want to kind of clarify my thoughts on the competition side of things. One thing I think we really did well so far this offseason, I hate that we're not able to do it right now because, uh, you know, of this quarantine issue and stuff like this, is, you know, the competition is king stuff. I thought that was big time. Coach Wilkins came, brought that uh, out this year. I don't know where he got it, to be honest with you, but you know, just having the lifts or whatever it is up on the board saying, hey, these are the top 10 guys in this aspect. These are the guys you've got to compete with. I think it brings some pride about in the kids, you know, and it makes them think, hey, is 285 really my lift today? Is that really all I can get or should I push it? You know what I mean? It kind of gets that natural competitiveness out of some kids. Thing that's pretty yeah. cool. <clears throat> and and you know, for for anybody who who might not know understand what Coach Lynn is talking about, what we did is throughout our off season, you know, we'll have a smart board or or a board that after a while, you know, the kids know, all right, this is the Monday lift, this is the Wednesday lift or or whatever. So we would post on the board, hey, last time we squatted, these are the top 10 squatters. These these are the guys who lifted or who squatted the most weight for eight reps. Um, and I think what that does is one, it ties into what I had talked about, how you want to encourage competitiveness in the right way and model competitiveness, competitiveness in the right way year round. Um, and it, it gets guys to say, okay, well, the guy next to me or the guy who was squatting five minutes ago, I can look up on the board. He did 285. Well, I really want to beat him. You know, I really want to hop into the top 10 or, or be um in the top slot so i'm just gonna throw a two and a half on each side and now all of a sudden i'm doing 290 and then later on somebody's like well i want to do 295 and then somebody else is like holy crap i'm hitting 300 pounds i didn't know i could do 300 pounds and that just continuously encourages our kids to get that one percent better every single day yeah i really like that a lot i i do want to emphasize this part of it though we have a lot of coaches in the weight room walking around, making sure kids aren't doing too much weight. You know, yeah. if your kids don't have good technique or if they can't handle the weight safely, we stop them. You know, we have 
coaches around helping make sure that they're doing it safely. Because if you can't do that, I wouldn't be pushing kids this way. You know what I mean? Like it's important to do heavy weight, but it's more important to do things the right way and take care of yourself and and be healthy. So it's kind of this this twofold system we got going on. And I think that exactly what Coach Leonard said is perfect because, again, that's how do you view competition? If you just want to lift the most weight, anybody, you know, you'll see videos on social media of squatting 500 pounds, but they only really do like a quarter squat and the form looks like crap. And, you know, but if you teach and instill kids that, you know, yes, I want to be in the top spot, but I know I just can't throw it up on the um, bar and do it. Uh, with good form or safely because the coaches won't let me, you know, and I don't want to do that because the form isn't there and that won't make me the best lifter and the best football player I can be. Yeah, that's, I mean, all great stuff. Um, I kind of want to close on something Brandon brought up at the beginning. I think this is going to be one of the best off seasons. I know it's crazy to say that, but it's like, everybody's getting stuff taken from them, right? You're getting your football taken from you. It's almost like these kids just had their senior year and everybody knows how after you felt, you're like, man, I really miss football. Like you don't really quite miss it until it, until it's gone or until it's up in the air. Hopefully everything clears out. We can have a football season this year, but I think when we do, I think just around the country, kids are going to be more focused. They're going to be more dialed in, more willing to work. And I think it's going to be a really cool off season. Thanks for joining us for another Winners Get Waffles podcast. As always, you can reach us at winnersgetwaffles at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at winsgetwaffles, W-I-N-S-G-E-T-W-A-F-F-L-E-S. And listen to us on YouTube, listen to us on iTunes, listen to us on SoundCloud, whatever you can find our podcast on, please listen. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, interests, you want to host, reach out to us. Thanks for your time.